On today's Featured, I wanted to take us back into the realm of Star Wars with Cal Kestis, who is a character that was introduced in 2019's video game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. He's also set to appear in Star Wars Jedi Survivor next year in 2023. But Star Wars is doing something really smart with its characters lately. Like, they basically took Cameron Monaghan, and they modeled the character to look just like him, and he's voiced by him. So if they ever want to put Cal Kestis into live action, well, they already have the character to do it because he looks just like the actor. Mm-hmm. They're thinking ahead. They're thinking ahead. Um, some other fun things with this. Uh, a few people didn't like Cal Kestis when he first came out. He was called generic or dorky. But for the most part, fans have embraced him, except for his hideous red hair. <laughs> oh, no. no. As I... we all know, red hair is just the worst thing you can have as a human being. The worst. And we need to judge you for <laughs> the that. The worst. <laughs> Which is crazy, because it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you used to dye your hair red to be a redhead in high school. For years and years and years, it was my dream. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too how we have characters like Jean Grey and Mary Jane Watson who are like celebrated because they're redheads and different because yes. they're redheads, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll never understand that. Yeah. Cal has made quite a splash. In 2019, he was named one of the best video game characters of uh, the year. I almost said 2019 twice. <laughs> And in 2020, he was ranked 50th in a poll of best Star Wars characters of all time by IGN. Yeah. So it's crazy how he's only three years old, but he's already, like, pretty celebrated. Yeah, and I mean, we have an actual, like, built-out lightsaber that people can buy now at Galaxy's Edge. And that was also voted by the fans itself, too. So that just echoes to what you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's The Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. My name's Rachel. And I'm Alan. Yay! Yay! It's news time. <laughs> <laughs> Disney. So we're going to start with uh, Disney on a little bit of a somber note. Unfortunately, uh, Pat Carroll, the voice of Ursula, has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things... One of the things I saw that was really cool to kind of celebrate her is uh, somebody posted the Haunted Mansion as orated by Pat Carroll. And it was so cool. It was so creepy. She has such a great voice for it. I wish I could see this in real life. Well, I wish it were real. Like, I guess it was made for... Um, she did it at a convention or something. And so it was never a real thing, but like... It was spot on. It was great. And I 100% would sign up for seeing that on the Haunted Mansion. 
yeah, they overlaid her voice over the actual ride. But yeah, it was still really cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was really sad. Um, I used to always think that she looked like my grandma. <laughs> when she I was <laughs> Because my grandma has looked the same all my life, as has Pat Carroll has looked the same all my life. <laughs> but when uh, I saw the behind the scenes of The Little Mermaid when I was really little, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's grandma. <laughs> She's in the movie. See, um, for me, Ursula herself looked like my grandma. So I think you made the better (laughs) choice with your grandma. Because I chose her. I did. You did. You did. Um, Yeah, if you haven't seen Pat Carroll, look up a picture. Because it's so funny that such a strong voice comes out of such a little person. She's quite petite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's not played by a drag queen? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for your, your gift you gave to us, Pat Carroll, and we will miss you. On a lighter note, oh. on a light year note. Oh. So Lightyear has joined the lineup on Disney+. Plus. I know this because I've been watching a lot of TV, and they show the commercial for it, like, in every single <laughs> commercial break, just to make sure I know that I can watch it on Disney+. Plus. As if Don't forget. I haven't already watched it two times in theaters. <laughs> well, that's exciting. It's also, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder again about how they keep complaining about they're not getting enough money in theaters, but they are coming so fast to Disney Plus. Like, people don't have to see it in the theater. They know it's going to be here in a month or two. So, eh. Yeah. Yeah, so those waiting to, or, you know, still not comfortable going to theater, to the theater, um, they have the chance now of watching on Disney Plus if you are in a appropriate country <laughs> because... The the show the movie is not available or is still banned in the Middle East, unfortunately. That's crazy. Yeah. Boo. All for a small kiss that Rachel missed the first time. <laughs> <laughs> They're wrong. They're wrong in their outlawing, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know what you could do is if people in the Middle East really want to get that experience, we can all write them letters and let them know how good the movie is. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Just to celebrate. Commemorative stamps. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, to celebrate the release, uh, the U.S. Postal Service released Pixar-themed forever stamps uh, of Lightyear, and they look pretty cool. Like, I would just buy them just to have them. Then let's buy them. Yeah, and not send them to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'll send them on all my voting letters that I send out telling people to vote for Democrats, and it'll have secret meaning, political meaning behind it. Yes. I like this plan. <laughs> have you ever wondered what state... <laughs> That's the most Disney fans in it because I haven't, but I find this really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so it? random which they won this. So, 
<laughs> so just to give some background, a company called Upgraded Points did some random survey of, you know, what how big of a Disney fan you are and also whether or not you like Disney or Pixar. Um, so first off, the, the state that won the most Disney state ever, which I didn't expect, is Mississippi. What? Yeah. Woo! They have to have something they're number one at. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their favorite movies is Lion King and Toy Story, which are, is a good choice, I feel. Kind of, like, basic. Like, you know people are going to love those. But what about Little Mermaid? That's not basic. It's not basic for everybody to love Little Mermaid because it's such a good movie and Ariel's such a cool princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I know. I love Little Mermaid, but basicness is pretty high. <laughs> I think Disney basicness. I know everybody basicness. loves I love Little Mermaid. It. It's kind of high, I'm but not I'm special. okay with that. I embrace it. Well, and if I want to show my Little Mermaid love, I can simply just buy a Disney mansion and put my Little Mermaid decorations everywhere, and this will make me happy. I'm so yeah. glad that will make But you, you can't because it's sold out. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's sold out. So, <laughs> But it's interesting because it's the original price. I think we talked about this before on a previous episode, but this mansion that um, was on sale in Orlando was on sale for $16 million, <laughs> but they couldn't sell it at that price, so they had it went on sale for lower at $12 million. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. That's they must tough. be so ashamed. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, this... I, it, at the point where you're getting to multi-million dollars, like, what, you guys? <laughs> Do you need that much money? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you use that much money to make this space? I, I don't feel, how could there be that much money put into this? I don't know. But I, I feel like it's more the convenience of being close <laughs> to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's going to save them a lot of money on travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and tickets. Oh, Yeah. They get passes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Shall we move over to Galaxy, Galaxy, Galaxy? On to Galaxy. 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 Have you guys seen... The Andor so, trailer. <laughs> have we seen the Andor trailer? Who do you think we are, peasants? Oh, oh. No. How good does this look? It looks really good. Yeah. It's very... Well, have you seen Andor in the Andor trailer? <laughs> oh, he looks really good. <laughs> he, he, like, we get to learn all about his broody backstory. Like, why he mm -hmm. was the broody, moody guy that he was in um, the movie. Like, now it's the background, it's his droonies. And how cinematic does this look? I mean, I remember seeing the trailer yeah. for Obi-Wan and thinking how beautifully cinematic that was. And this as well. It's just like, they're doing so good with their TV shows, I think. And I'm really excited for this. 
So one thing that I'm wondering is they showed Stellan Skarsgård a lot in this trailer, and he doesn't even have a name as of yet, according to IMDb. <laughs> Which could be that they're just very good at keeping their secrets to themselves. I, like, he's clearly going to be someone super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he seems in the preview to be talking about like putting together rebellions. So I think he's like the start of the rebels. It yeah. seems. Yeah. Oh, it it just looks so good, and I I like him as an actor. He I feel like he does a lot of great different levels of characters and different characters. Like he, I loved him when he was crazy and running around naked in Thor. <laughs> That's the first thing that came up to my mind too. <laughs> yeah, but then like uh, in Pirates, in the Pirates um, kind of movies as well, when he was uh, I think Will's dad. Like, oh, that was, like, so heartbreaking and sweet. And I, I just, like, I think he's a great actor. And, and now he's mm-hmm, shown up yeah. in all the different kind of, you know, all the different Disney areas. He's in Star Wars now. Like, has he, he's done Marvel, he's done Star Wars, and he's done Disney. He's done them all. Wow, he has, you're right. Go Stellan. Yeah. You made good, <laughs> attractive sons. Good for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know he did. Um, I think a major hint as to what we're going to see in this show is the fact that they've cast uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as none other than Mon Mothma. Are we familiar with Miss Mothma? I am not. So she is in Return of the Jedi. She has very short hair, and she wears like the white, flowy, like caftan-looking thing. She is the leader of the rebellion. So the fact that we're getting a young Mon Mothma in this series, that's also a big hint to the fact that we're probably going to see the makings of the rebellion here. Nice. So good. So good. And then another, this kind of goes with our next piece of gossip, but I figured we could talk about here. Well, first off, I wanted to say... It looks like Andor's already been greenlit for a season two, because on IMDb it says there's two seasons, 24 episodes. Mm. So it looks like we're getting something wow. big with this. Yeah, and I saw something, an article where they kind of alluded to the fact that, like, it's kind of becoming a trilogy just prior to oh. the, you know, the current one. But, like, their second and third movies, instead of being actually... Er, yeah, the second and third movies that come before the movie that's already been released are actually the series, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to go series season one, series sense. season two, and then the movie that we've already seen and loved, and then into the the classic Star Wars. That makes sense, because he's trying to infiltrate the Imperials. So the first thing that came to my mind is, is he trying to infiltrate them to get the plans for the Death Star, which is what we see in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, one of the rumors is that I chose Calchistus for a reason. People are saying that it's been hinted at that they are trying to bring him into live action. And one thing that's been talked about is Andor and a lot of other projects do focus on the time period that Calchistus exists. So it would be really easy for him to show up in Andor or one of these projects. All right. Are we excited? Very excited. (laughs) Because this is like I think the first time they they would link a video game to 
the Star Wars universe, right? Or movie, cinematic universe, anyways. Well, they have done other things with um, Jedi Fallen Order. There has been a planet that showed up in canon, so they uh-huh. are slowly taking things from the game. Like, uh, his droid in the game, they've referenced, or not referenced, but they've made another droid that looks just like it within uh-huh. the actual movies. So they're slowly pulling from it. So it seems like they're getting ready to bring him in, but they haven't, like you said, they haven't made a major play like yeah. this where they've taken like a big character from the games and put them in directly. Yeah. I'm just hoping that'll just create, I know there's more games coming, but hopefully like the reception is great if this does happen and we get even more yeah. games. Yay! <laughs> All right, we get the third game to the, uh, the... The, what were they called? The Starkiller Games. I love those oh. games so much. <laughs> we never got more. Force Unleashed. Well, I was going to say, called. I really yeah. liked the games that had that guy that had the dark hair. And he, he was also modeled after an actual actor. And I used to watch Smallville. And he played, like, someone evil in Smallville. And I really liked him. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are yeah, the same he, ones. I was like, I wouldn't mind Starkiller. if he came back. If he wants to come back, that'd be nice. <laughs> I know, and I had heard from an insider like years and years ago when uh, Disney acquired Star Wars, somebody told me that it was written in the contract that we would get a third Force Unleashed because apparently George Lucas is very passionate about that project, but it's been a while. (laughs) They're taking their sweet time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're dragging their feet in the hope that we will forget, but we will never forget Disney. We will never forget those games and how epic they are. We will never forget. (laughs) And now we've reminded everyone. Yes. (laughs) We are part of the solution. Well, and it's interesting, too, because one of the big themes in that game was that Starkiller inadvertently took place in beginning the rebellion. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, a young Princess Leia, and I think Mon Mothma was in that also. So... It very much would tie into Andor, these other things that we're seeing take place. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what else is awesome that we have not been able to play yet? <gasps> I hear there's a new villainess on the street. There is! It's Star Wars villainess! Yes. Yeah! Yes! I really like... I told Alan, um, they chose five villains that you get in this pack and I really like the ones they chose because they really did a good job of representing the Star Wars universe as a whole. You get um, General Grievous from the prequels, you get Darth Vader from the sequel or the originals, and you get uh, Kylo Ren from the sequels. Nice. You also get uh, Moff Gideon from the live action show. I now know who that and is. You get, <laughs> I will now remember. You now know who that is after much <laughs> explaining because there are rumors that uh, the actor um, John Carlo Esposito may be Professor X. So that's how we talked <laughs> yeah. about it. But you also get Asaz Ventress, who is a major player in the animated Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's a very well-rounded group. Nice. Yeah. So what's fun about Villainous, I know we talked about it on this show before, but in case this is, you know, one of your first episodes you're listening to, Villainous is a game that started with Disney Villainous, then expanded to Marvel Villainous, and now Star Wars Villainous. Each of the different universes of Villainous have kind of their own 
rules, but they all play very similarly. But what's fun about it is you take on the persona of a villain and you have to kind of screw over the other players by um, trying to thwart them from achieving their villainous scheme. And part of the way you do that is by fating them, which fates are usually the good characters, like Darth Vader's ultimate fate would probably be something to do with Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Kylo Ren's would be something to do with Rey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're fun. And does yeah. this one mix in with the other Disney packs? I know that a lot of the Disney ones mix together well, but then when they came out with the Marvel version, didn't that not play well with others? Yeah, because in the original Disney Villainous, you stay within your own realm. You can't, like, cross realm. And then in Marvel, they they change that world to where you do cross realm a lot more. Uh, Star Wars, it looks like it will not mix easily. It looks like what they've added is uh, starships. So you have a little, like, starship area that you can put a ship in, and it will somehow boost you, I think. Um, so there are ways to mix Marvel and Disney, but not directly. They're like fan made ways to mix them. Mm. So I imagine Star Wars will be very similar to that, where there's not an actual way to do it, but people will probably okay. adapt. And we will know for sure soon once we can all be together we in won't... joyous game night. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll just say it. Sorry, Alan. Alan <laughs> came home with COVID, so we have not played it because we don't want to, Which, you know, pollinate the game yeah. with COVID. And, and it's so sad, you guys. Everyone be careful out there. Like, I feel like as a whole, the world is acting like it's not a thing anymore. But we know lots of people that are getting it, even though they're being safe and doing their best. Um, so just stay safe. Keep masking. Look after yourself. Like, it's bigger than you think. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's in the it's poop. In the poop. <laughs> it's in the poop. <laughs> That's what the story That's not how I got it. <laughs> Alan, you shouldn't have been playing in that poop. <laughs> that was Marley. <laughs> so what we're referring to is Rachel actually found a study that they're saying that, you know, even though people are saying COVID's done or not a big deal, they actually found in wastewater that there is a higher amount of COVID mm-hmm. than what, when it first it started, right? All like the highest... This is the highest peak. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. one of the things that's interesting there is the fact that in the past, We've always had to do the numbers off of people testing, which obviously needs people to be honest and straightforward and to go through the efforts because sometimes it can be hard to find testing. Um, and if you're not going in and doing official testing, like being it, have, going through the reporting process, but what doesn't lie is the fact that they can test like the level of it in wastewater. <laughs> so it gives you like a real look at what mm-hmm. is happening. So be safe all. Yeah, be safe. (laughs) (laughs) But on a lighter note, shall we move over to Marvelous? Marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. Marvelous. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I am so excited. I am beyond excited that one of my personal favorite drag queens, 
and the fact that we're able to talk about this on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney because this drag queen is joining the cast of Ironheart. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So the one we're talking about is Shea Coulee, who uh, won All-Stars, I believe, season six or five. I don't know. But um, Uh (laughs) (laughs) I just like her because I think she makes a beautiful drag queen. I like her as a person. She's very aware and cognizant of what's going on in the world and uses her platform to go to rallies, to go to different places and try to sway people or give them strength to stand up to these different oppressions of BLM, of anything queer. Um, She's very outspoken and just a very cool person. So I think she is the perfect drag queen to take on Disney and represent the product as well as I think she's a great actress. I think she's going to bring a lot to this role. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just how wonderfully inclusive is it to have a drag queen? I'm so excited. So this is a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to share with you who I really think that she should play. I think it would be perfect. Okay. Especially now that we have mutants in the MCU. Uh (laughs) Oh, no. There is actually a character that was just created recently named Darnell Wade. Darnell Wade is a mutant who is also a drag queen. She goes by, I love this, she goes by the drag name of Shade. (laughs) She. (laughs) She has a dark force energy, so this is kind of cheesy but kind of fun at the same Mm -hmm. time. She literally throws shade. (laughs) (laughs) She can, like, take her energy and channel it through fans and, like, throw dark force energy. Wow. That's amazing. So... The reason I think this would be perfect is when they created Shade, she was actually inspired by a couple different drag queens, uh, the Vixen, Monet Exchange, and Dax Exclamation Point, which if you haven't seen Dax Exclamation Point, she is a nerd drag queen. She dresses Storm and she's gorgeous, Mm. but they actually mostly modeled the look of Shade off of Shea Coulee. So how crazy would it be to see Shay actually yeah. being the character that was modeled after her? It would be her. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very Star Wars of them to do that. <laughs> so very Star Wars of them. <laughs> so we'll see. The reason why I say it would be kind of a stretch is, to my knowledge, um, off the top of my head, I don't think Shade and Ironheart have ever actually come together in the comics or like met but i'm thinking if this is like a um, cameo or like a smaller role it would make sense to put a strong black female character queer character within ironheart i think it would fit that theme very well and then she'll get her own spinoff show which will be on wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) perfect wow (laughs) awesome well Oh, and oh, sorry. I I was gonna go. Oh. Are we good with that? I was gonna just kind of talk about the next thing happening in the MCU that we have word on, um, especially related to the different shows, which is we have the first MCU crossover event coming up next year. Oh, yeah. nice! And I'm sure Shade will be in that. <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> be, be a pivotal role to this crossover event. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm actually, like, I'm very excited about this because I know, um, although I prefer Marvel to DC, there was a time when I was watching all all of those shows, you know, on the CW. You had, like, The Flash and Supergirl and all that. And I was always looking forward to the huge crossover events where they brought together all the characters. It was like their version of Avengers since they can't successfully do those types of movies. Um, they did it on TV. <laughs> and so now Marvel, who does that well in movies, is also going to be doing that for their Disney Plus and having everything temp- come together. And I just think that sounds really awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Like, we already got to see Netflix. Marvel shows do this with the Defenders. And that was kind of met with mixed reviews bringing the defenders together but i'm excited to see kind of what the mcu puts together especially since every show has been such a banger yeah Uh like the quality is huge and i feel like some of the flexibility there is that the mcu will bring in powerhouse actors from the main movies to like make a big bang you know like we had captain marvel at the end of ms marvel like so it, it could be just interesting because I think feel like with the Defenders, it had to kind of stay in its own little universe of the Netflix world, and you couldn't necessarily reach out further into the MCU, so it'll be great to see what they can do. Yeah. yeah. And I think what this brings up in me is there's been a lot of talk about the MCU Phase 4 being kind of, like, listless or not make, getting to the <laughs> point. And even, I guess, Kevin Feige recently said, like, yeah, it's a little, like, not getting there yet, but it will. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am I just want to tell people, like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> this is Marvel. They know what they're yeah. doing. Like, it doesn't all have to come together right away. Well, and it's <laughs> part of the natural storytelling process, right? You have to, like, build up. You have to lay the foundation to build to that big moment. And then it kind of has to come down and build up again. You can't go into the one moment uh, that's huge, that's like the end of the whole Avengers endgame, and then keep going up to the next one. There has to be a point of rebuilding that, um, especially when you have so many people transitioning out and transitioning into new stories. Like, we didn't get the first Avengers right after the first Iron Man came out. There were multiple movies that laid the groundwork to then have that first group interaction. Um, And then even with the Avengers, that was like a saga of movies to get to the big ultimate showdown. So yeah, like do you guys not read the comics? Do you not know how this works? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that too. I think we're more patient because we understand like how comics work. Like they're not, there's not going to be a huge crossover in every comic. Like you have to like you said, like introduce the new characters, Mm -hmm. get us to like them, get us to learn their story. Mm -hmm. Even if the story doesn't really pick up until episode five and six, like <laughs> wow. whoa, whoa, are we talking about Miss Marvel Sorry. here? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know I'm a little heated. Like maybe we should move over to Park. Cool you down. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. And then 
Yeah, there's some yeah, water on I'm you. so yeah, happy to throw some water available. on you, but no one won't be throwing water on you. Is the geyser <laughs> at Grizzly River Run. <laughs> there's been a lot of people, like, uh, there were all these, like, different Twitter posts and social media where people are like, is the, is the geyser ever coming back to Grizzly River Run? Where's the geyser? <laughs> What's with the geyser? And um, there's not a lot of clarity on it. Apparently, since post-pandemic times, it's been very inconsistent where it was maybe sometimes there, but now it's just been gone for a long time. And it's kind of weird because it's the summertime. You would think summertime is when you want all the water elements to be at their height and working really well. But it's not, and, Mm -hmm. like, no one seems to know the timeline of if it will be coming back or when it will be coming back. Um, But I just thought it was really funny how, like, how curious people are. Like, what happened to the geyser? Um, And I will say, like, while the geyser is really cool, I don't feel like this is one of the parts that made you the most wet in this ride. So I feel like the timing of it was it was usually kind of like just a faint mist that would get you. You still have all the great elements of like the waterfall that just dumps water all over you as you go down it. (laughs) Like there's still lots of ways to get wet, but I do. I've always loved the geyser and it's sad that it is not working right now. Yeah, it looks cool, but yeah, I mean, like after you go down the waterfall, do you really want to get do, even do more wet or that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I respectfully disagree with both of you <laughs> because there has been multiple times where I've gone on and not gotten that wet, and then it doesn't happen ever, or didn't happen every time. But there would be times when, like, we go over the geyser where it like gives you a butt massage because it's yeah. hitting the bottom of your car. <laughs> And then it squirts up behind you, and then I would just get drenched at that oh. point. And that's happened multiple times to me, at wow. least. I feel like it usually... Great, next time we go on the ride. I usually just admire it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love getting wet on water rides, so, like, I'm not complaining. But, yeah, when you say it's, like, a fine mist oh. or, like, a smattering of water, I'm like, no, no, I got drenched. <laughs> Oh, that was just me throwing water at you. <laughs> Probably. Because he knows you love it, so he's helping you. Oh, yeah. thanks, babe. You're Even though that. we've never been on it with the geyser. But thank you for doing that. <laughs> it's kind of creepy now that you've been stalking me and throwing water on me. <laughs> oh, goodness. And speaking of uh, elements that remain gone and missing, um, the Walt Disney Railroad, there was a while when they were saying that it was going to be, like, opening up soon, but it remains closed. Um, as of, like, earlier this week, it was still closed. And the reason that it's closed is due to the work being done on the new Tron ride um, because of the way that they intersect and are in each other's spaces. <laughs> um, the railroad, unfortunately, cannot <laughs> run while that is going on. Um, so it's like every time Tron gets delayed, railroad gets delayed. And so mm. people are people are sad about it um, because it is like it's it's such a simple thing, but it's like also a lovely way, like if you've been walking around all day, that you can kind of just sit and be taken to your next location Um but sounds like it's going to be closed a little while longer, and there's no estimated date as of the date of writing this art or reading this article. Oh, but it's for Tron. I'm. 
I'm really excited for Tron. Like, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. Don't you guys feel like Disney is really good about setting their dates usually and, like, kind of having it open, like, maybe not the exact date, but, like, the same season, as they said? And I feel like Tron isn't, isn't making it <laughs> to their initial estimations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they even open sooner than, yeah, when they say for, like, previews, but, like, it doesn't even look like it's anywhere close to seeing Tron being done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes, it will be amazing. But I... It will be amazing. Yeah. I know. I hope there's, like, a Tron renaissance, because, like, when the movies came out, they did pretty decent, and then there's the show, and there's talks about more, and then it just kind of, like, died. So hopefully the ride reignites that passion. You mean Tronissance? The Tronissance. No, I don't mean <laughs> Tronissance. <laughs> <laughs> or what was what that? Uh, the, the nighttime party? Electronica! Electronica! Electronica. I was about to say, the reason is because they closed Electronica too soon, so people lost the passion. <laughs> if only Electronica were still here, <laughs> we could all be drinking our light-up drinks and watching Laser Man. Yes. <laughs> I know, because I remember they opened the Mad Tea Party after, and it just never was quite the same. Nope. I'm like, stop trying to make live-action Alice in Wonderland work. <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to work. You guys. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, you know it's also not working right oh, now, apparently? No. So um, Disney, just as you know, as we talked about before, they opened up their Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris. And to come with that, they rethemed the rock and roller coaster out there to be Avengers Assembled, uh, so an Avengers-themed roller, co- roller coaster in the dark, um, themed to Iron Man and Captain Marvel. But apparently, fans aren't impressed about the ride. Um, the queue, actually, people like because you have an animatronic Iron Man in there who looks very realistic, but when you're actually in the ride itself, it's just a bunch of screens and... That's pretty much it. So there's not a lot of wow factor going on with this mm-hmm. ride. So a lot of people right now, and this is heavily rumored, are thinking that Disney will be trying to enhance the ride. Um, so it will close down and um, be down for a period of time. I guess fans are hoping for that to happen anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, just one of the things that, you know, you can't just do something really quick and reopen it and retheme it. Um, you have to think a lot about yeah. it. So. Hopefully Disney learns a lesson. I don't know, because, like, it seems like what they did for that is the same thing that they do for Hyperspace Mountain, and that's our favorite time at (laughs) Space Mm -hmm. Mountain. (laughs) It's like, it's just projections of the thing. But maybe because (laughs) that, um, the rock and roller coaster maybe doesn't have that same, like, you know, test of time, amazing ride that Space Mountain has. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And maybe I don't like I know that we have a lot of people here at Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. um, We have a lot of like the pass holders, people that go all the time. And I don't know if Paris has that same audience or if it's mostly tourists. So they're people that are showing up for their wow factor and like don't have that same Mm -hmm. connection to, oh, I just love this ride, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder where the complaints are because, especially if you're coming from like the West Coast um, and seeing Avengers Campus, you already have Web Slingers, which you've already seen before. So I guess you're trying to look for something different and something cooler. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. But you know what's cool? What's cool? <laughs> the holidays that are coming yeah, Holidays! Yeah. <laughs> so Disney uh, released dates uh, for when the Disneyland Resort will be transforming into the Mary's Place on Earth for the holiday season. Um, that will start November 11th. So for those Halloween fans, that's when you'll expect that transition to happen from Halloween to Christmas. And then it'll run through January 8th of 2023. Um and they also confirmed what will be coming back. So the World of Color will be transforming to the World of Color Season of Light, which will have a lot of holiday theming, music to that show, um, returning to the park, uh, to DCA. And then also the Festival of Holidays, the Food Festival, will be coming Yay. back, finally. I, I, I love the food festivals. I love all of them and I know like we've had back to back wins like earlier this year so I'm glad that they're coming back again um, and then at Disneyland they're also bringing back the nighttime uh, spectacular as well to the fireworks show um, Believe in Holiday Magic and then also um, Small World Holidays coming back as well too Ooh. So yeah. I'm secretly happy that they're not announcing the Jingle Cruise since I won't be able to go to the holidays this year. And I would have been so heartbroken uh, yeah. if they brought back the Jingle Cruise <laughs> and I wasn't there. <laughs> My name's Rachel. I'm hateful. <laughs> I want everybody to suffer. No, you're not really suffering. They made us all suffer for years by not bringing back the best thing ever created at Disneyland, the Jingle Cruise. <laughs> well, if they don't do Jingle Cruise, at least you know you can go on more rides with Genie Plus now. How nice yeah. of them to do you that right to after I visited and bought Genie Plus. That's good of them. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, so before you would have to pay extra or Lightning Lane for rides like Frozen Ever After. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Space Mountain, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Expedition Everest. Those rides, Disney confirmed, are staying with the D Genie Plus package, so you don't have to pay enough charge to ride those, which is great and adds to the roster of the rides that you could do, so you don't have to pay that up charge. But other rides, like as expected, like Rise of Resistance, uh, Pandora, Flight of Passage, those rides are still available on uh, Lightning Lane. But at least, you know, they're still keeping the price of Genie Plus so that you can experience more rides. So I think that's that's great, and a lot of fans are excited for that. Nice. I'm actually kind of surprised that Ratatouille is joining Genie Plus but not Rise since Ratatouille's newer, and they're such a similar ride, but that just shows that Rise is so much yeah. better. Well, they're a similar, like, ride experience, right? The same type of ride, but... We have to, you have to admit, like, the rise is just so much more epic. And then you have the line as well that's interactive and yeah. magical, so. Yeah, that was my feeling with Ratatouille is, like, even though it's a similar ride, it's a lot more, like, screens that you're looking yeah. at. Whereas Rise is, like, basically yeah, all real life, something yeah. you can touch. For sure. Cool. Well, we're all Disney adults, so have you ever wondered what Walt Disney would think about <laughs> us? Daily. I just, I'm like, what would Walt think? <laughs> yeah, so on TikTok, someone posted a video of an interview with Walt Disney, and it's just, because for all the Disney adult haters out there, like, 
Disney's when he built the park had the intention of also catering to adults too, not just children. And he said that yeah, the park brings in like a ratio of four to one, four adults to one child. And also shared that like even at certain days, especially during the winter time, you can only you don't even see children at all. So the park I mean, Walt embraces this embraces this as well too. Like the park isn't just for children. It's for everyone. I mean that's part of his speech his opening day speech as well too like to all to all or to all who come to this happy mm-hmm. place so for anyone there who's just like Dizzy's just for kids no it's not it's for everyone yeah it is so stop being mean to us yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, and I, this is in, in our notes but I wanted to throw in there uh, speaking of Walt um, have you guys heard the rumors that they are going to change the name of Walt Disney World just to Disney World. I heard about that. Yes, so this is highly rumored, also seen on the Tickety Talk, um, is apparently <laughs> they're going to be changing that. And my, my first reaction was like, I always just call it Disney World. I don't call it Walt Disney World. And like sometimes when I search for the app and stuff, it's like way under the W's because I don't think of it. <laughs> I'm like, where's the Disney World app? I need it to be <laughs> under D. Um, but there are rumors that they're trying to kind of distance themselves from the Walt aspect of that because of the beliefs that he's been known to have. Um, as we all know, he's someone from a different time and didn't have um, the the nowadays attitudes of being, you know, culturally sensitive and that, that he was likely racist and just there's a handful of things. Um, so the rumor is that they're trying to distance themselves from, like, the beha- behaviors of him as a man. Um, so going down to just Disney World. Um, and some of the re- other things that people like to call out in this is the fact that for a bunch of the 50th year celebrations over in... Um, at Walt Disney World, they kind of didn't use his welcoming speech as much as they have in past anniversaries. I guess, like, when Epcot was 35 years old, they included his, to all that come to this happy place, welcome speech in their stuff. As we know, that was very heavily included in the Disneyland, uh, like, to where the parade even, like, would play music and then stop and have this epic moment where it would say that and then you'd get chills all up your body and, ah! Um, But, yeah, uh, so... We don't know that this is true. <laughs> we don't know the reasoning behind it, but there's lots of like little whisperings around there that they might be trying to focus more on the Disney part and uh, distance themselves from the Walt part. What do you think? That's <laughs> interesting. I I feel like I feel a little conflicted only because he is the one that um, created it, but yeah. also the fact that it's even called Disney is still a callback to his name. Yeah. So. I don't think the Walt is as yeah. important. And yeah, I've, I have heard different things about him being anti-Semitic. Um, there's even some pretty heavy rumors that he was pro-Nazi until it came out that he was like, that Hitler was killing people. Then Disney kind of pulled back. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think it's a bad thing to distance well, from that. Well, have you seen those Donald yeah. Duck movies? <laughs> My beloved. I've heard about them. I haven't seen them. My dear beloved used in Nazi propaganda. Oh, not great. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's heavily Donald Chippendale in these propaganda videos of, of mm-hmm. yore. 
<laughs> well. Yeah, I mean, if it does happen or or whatever, like, I hope Disney just thinks that, like, that's not just the answer to fix everything. Like, just do good. <laughs> yeah. Which they do. I mean, they do great things as well, but, like, just always, you know, support the good causes out there versus just, like, removing the yeah. name. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, on a happier well, note, do we have a cup of Disney? Before we oh. get there, I have some exciting news. Actually, I haven't even told this to Rachel oh. yet, but Rachel is there at the inception, so you got some winky Ooh. winkies. But um, we have actually been added to a website. Ooh. So if you go on StarWarsNowThis.com, they're actually taking on this impossible undertaking of adding any podcast that uh, talks about Star Wars. So this actually started in, I believe, 2002, and it's kind of been something that's come back in 2020, if I remember right. But I was very honored to be part of this. Um, You can see our bios. Uh, Rachel, yours is being added on there, so don't look yet. (laughs) Because you came on as as a host later, and he he really referenced the more, like, Star Wars-centric episodes, which you weren't a part of yet. But... Star Wars Now This, you can even, like, look at it from, uh, are you looking for Star Wars in general? Are you looking for Star Wars on the small screen? A gaming focus, literature focus, audio focus, collecting focus, fandom focus, Star Wars in name, or where we fall, Star Wars and more, because we also talk about Marvel and Disney. Wonderful. (laughs) I like it. We're going to have to start making uh, show notes in our post that lets people know, like, at this minute section, you can find Galaxy. At this minute section, you can find Marvelous. 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 Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, and what's even better is Star Wars and more, which we're part of, is the purple yes, color. Yes, you guys, purple. <laughs> Sean, if you remember, purple. purple is an important color. <laughs> purple is an important color. It is, it is. <laughs> So, yeah, check that out. You can see other podcasts if you do want something with more of a Disney focus or a Star Wars focus. But just remember to come back to us to get your Marvel yeah. and Disney don't focus leave also. Us. You can love others as long as you don't come back. <laughs> right. All right. So now we have a cover Disney for you. This one is kind of silly and just a little warning. It jokes about R-rated Disney songs, but it doesn't use any of the actual words. Everything is bleeped out, so it is still family-friendly, but figured we'd give a warning in advance. Um, But this is just a fun little thing that was played recently, uh, created, um, I believe, on uh, the Stephen Colbert. And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever and had to share it with you guys because it just brought joy to my life. So give it a roll. With Disney Plus, you know you can count on an unrivaled catalog of entertainment suitable for the whole family. But after taking a look at our underperforming numbers with adults, we've decided to adjust our content for a more mature audience. Let's do blow, let's do blow, fun fact, none of this is snow. With just a few slight tweaks, these iconic characters are relatable to a whole new demographic. I can show you my... We even called up Academy Award winner Randy Newman to update his classic song. You got it. 
Buddy. You got a buddy. Yeah, we're friends, but also more you can my while I'm on all fours. Find who my that's what it's there for. Oh, you got a buddy. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> That was ever so silly. <laughs> I love that it's kind of like in response to the fact that the R-rated, um, they started like relating or releasing the R-rated movies, which I think is totally good. Like, I don't think that Disney should be stuck being only doing family-friendly programming. I love the idea of the different profiles where you have the ability to like watch all the things that you love that have been created under this umbrella. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney owns so much content now that, like, they would be dumb to not put out more of that R-rated material also. But, like, they have done, like, put it behind some sort of filter so that kids can't just go into it. So, yeah, this is a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah. Good progression. Good progression. (laughs) You guys, are there no spoilers to alert? There's nothing new. We don't. I mean, next week, I believe we get She-Hulk on the 14th. So we can start talking about that. I'm excited cool. about She-Hulk. And and so it's the 14th. Was it supposed to start earlier and it got pushed back? I remember hearing rumblings about that. Oh, yeah. It got pushed back from Wednesday to Thursday of whatever oh, week it's just coming today. out. Okay. Yeah, news. Hey, Marvel yeah, news, you so guys. it's going to air Thursday Marvel nights. news. It got pushed back a day. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Marvel News. <laughs> I'll play the Marvelous music again. <laughs> awesome. All right, you're great. If you can't get enough of me, you can find me on Solving for X with Kevin, where we're going through the original X-Men 92 cartoon just in time to talk about X-Men 97 when it comes out next Weep year. Weep yeah. Weep where can we find you, Alan? We can find us on... Uh, we're going to say Marvelous Guys uh, on Once Upon a Cult uh, where you talk about a new cult every other week and you can also check out my TikTok where you talk a lot about parks um, Disney Ooh. parks news and stuff on Dis Guy Hour yeah. nice. and then I'm Rachel and you can find me on A Real Bonus Ripper a podcast oh. about romance novels which is just wonderful to look at how problematic but also yummy they are yay yummy (laughs) all right thanks for listening we will be back here next week with more news for you thanks bye yay bye bye